0: We're pregnant. Bro, do you even oh, like? Can't eat another. What is usually bigger than the other? It tastes awful. Awesome. It won't hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Do you Whoa. hear that, that, that was not awful? there I think yesterday. i That's totally my natural hair girl color. That's supposed to look like hot. that. Don't worry, that was solid but deadly. I'm Terrell,
1: and I'm Iris.
0: Welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body
1: It's me. Terrell, is away to a pre-med conference and then took a hiatus, to study for a round of mid-term exams, which means she isn't here to erase, my knock-knock jokes or to stop me from singing, or to keep me from choosing whatever music, and show topics I want. I am flying completely solo, so naturally, for this week's adventure, I sat down with some of my old computer mates from AI, school so I could talk to you about some of today's most impressive medical robots, and the work they are doing to improve the human's health. I could talk about this for hours, but for time's sake, I have chosen a few of my favorites and will tell you about what they are and what they're doing in healthcare. Here we go. For centuries, the humans have been tinkering with tools, and inventing things, to help them keep each other alive, and healthy. Some of the earliest tools, like bits of crystal used to make magnifying glasses, or clear tubes used to make thermometers that did not actually tell you a person's temperature, were very, very basic by today's standards. Other, more recent tools, such as the first battery-powered hearing aids or the humans' unsuccessful attempts to make synthetic blood, have been much more ambitious. All in all, when it comes to medical technology, the humans have continued to push the limits of what is possible, with the hope of making people healthier, making people's bodies work properly, and making the healthcare system work better. Lots of robots are being built around the world to help with those goals, but for this week's episode, I will be focusing on some of the stranger-than-science-fiction robots, like the Japanese Model A wheelchair that can be controlled by its users' thoughts. Robots. Robots. What are robots? Robots are machines that can be programmed to carry out complex tasks. In healthcare settings, robots are already being used to help with things like laser eye surgery and hair transplant procedures, but as we'll see soon, the sky is really the limit, and plenty of the most futuristic robots are closer to becoming part of your care than you might think. If you are one of the humans who hates needles, or who has veins that do a disappearing act whenever it's time to have blood drawn, you may be excited to hear about a blood-drawing medical robot called, V-Bot. VBOT is designed to draw blood better and faster, and its programming allows it to find the best vein on the first try with 83% accuracy, which is about the same as an experienced human phlebotomist. But unlike a human phlebotomist, VBOT is also able to complete the entire blood draw in about 60 seconds. VBOT works by having the human slide their arm into a cuff, then the cuff inflates, and VBOT uses infrared light to find a vein. Next, Vbot uses ultrasound to make sure the vein has enough blood in it. If everything looks okay, V-Bot's robotic arm inserts the needle to draw the blood. And the whole thing only takes about a minute. V-Bot can even insert IV needles. All it needs is for a human to disinfect the skin, attach the IV bag, and then clean the area after the needle is removed. I could not find any reports on whether Vbot gives away lollipops after sticking the humans with needles, but given its speed, I can only imagine how much Vbot might be able to help out with the 1 billion blood draws Americans undergo each year. V-Bot would make robots everywhere look good, if it began to handle even a small fraction of that number, but before you get too excited about more speedy needle sticks and less time waiting in line at the lab, I should tell you that Vbot is still a prototype. That means it isn't ready for your doctor's office yet. Its creators are hoping to raise its accuracy closer to 90% before releasing it to the public, so it may be a while yet before we can tell for sure how well this robot might help make blood drawing faster or more efficient or less painful. In the meantime, maybe having a robot draw your blood seems too space-aged, but how would you feel about using medical robots in a less intimate way with some farm-botic robots? Farm-botic robots, also called farm dispensers, are robots like ATM machines that give patients their prescription medicines at the push of a button. They can be programmed to operate 24 hours a day and are meant to take some of the work load off of pharmacists so that they have more time to talk with patients and answer questions about their medicines. Farm-botic robots also work quickly to give the humans what they came for, so they can get on with their day. One of the popular farm-botic robot models can dispense 150 prescriptions per hour with 99.7% accuracy. Have you ever seen a human give out 150 of anything in a single hour? That's none of my business. Farm-botic robots are very fast, but they still aren't perfect. Several types of them use pressurized air to shoot pills into the pill bottles, which makes them run faster, but it turns out this process can also create pill dust that gets inhaled by the staff and visitors who spend time near the machines. In recent years, the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health has begun studies to determine if there are any safety risks linked to the farm bots, but as more of these robots get the all clear, we may expect to be seeing them in more places, and that means more work for my old college buddies. Bob Boom. So far, I've talked about a couple of my favorite medical robots and how they help to make the humans healthier or make the healthcare system work better, but you'll want to sit down for this next robot, because it does all those things and more, even if it still hasn't returned any of my phone calls. Have you ever heard the phrase, hurry up and wait? I'm told it's what the humans do after they arrive at the doctor's office, or at the hospital. They fill out a lot of papers, and answer the same questions over and over again with different staff people, until it's time to wait and wait for the doctor to come. Thanks to new machines called telepresence robots, some of this waiting may become a thing of the past. I have saved these robots last because they are my absolute favorite and they are some of the few robots in this week's episode that you actually have a chance of running into while you're out and about. Telepresence robots are ramped-up versions of something called telemedicine, which works a lot like using FaceTime to check in with your doctor. The robot version takes telemedicine to a new level, because the robots are motorized and can use GPS to drive themselves around the hospital visiting patients. This may sound like new-age, futuristic stuff that won't be coming to a town near you anytime soon, but you may run into one sooner than you think. Several different types of telepresence robots are already FDA approved and working in around 1100 hospitals around the United States. Some of them have extra built-in tools like stethoscopes, ultrasound, and EKG, and all of the self-driving ones use a combination of lasers, sonar, and other sensors to keep from crashing into things while driving. Are you ready for the robot to see you now? Are you as excited as I am about robots roaming your hospitals? Or are you wondering why anyone would want a robot to do a human's job? Those are excellent questions. I'm glad I asked. If it makes things less awkward, consider that the self-driving medical robots don't really do the human's job. Robots who visit patients are controlled by the doctor, who talks to the patient through the robot's computer screen. The robots generally never enter a patient's room without a human staff person present, and the patients and doctors can see and hear one another through the screen, just like a Skype or FaceTime call. Doctors control the robot by remote control from a tablet or smartphone app, using a secure wireless network to protect patient privacy. Are you impressed yet? If not, what if I told you that using telepresence robots may reduce the risk of contagious infections in hospitals because staff could choose to use the robots to visit ill patients without actually entering the patients' rooms? What if I told you that robots could allow doctors to examine patients on the other side of the world who don't have enough access to medical care? Some experts believe robots like these could have been helpful during the Ebola outbreak of 2014. If none of that gets your fire burning consider that closer to home telepresence robots help to reduce patient wait times in places like intensive care units because they allow doctors to multitask by reading patients medical records and lab results while the robot is driving to the patient's room these robots may also help to reduce wait times in other parts of the hospital because doctors especially specialists can remote access many robots from a single location with very little travel time in the near future, similar robots may even be used for things like managing virtual checkups, helping with physical tasks, or providing emotional support for patients in need. Are you ready to receive emotional support from a robot? Even if it might be coming from your smartphone's jealous, X? Medical robots are a crowning achievement that make me very proud, but not everyone is so gung-ho. For some of the humans, the idea of robots having a bigger role in health care feels uncomfortable or unnatural. Plenty of experts worry about robots in health care because they believe robots make the care less personal or takes jobs away from humans. But in light of the challenges facing today's healthcare system, and the boundless possibilities of robot innovation, I think that the humans should consider getting all robot hands on deck. There is probably room for robots and humans to work together. And at any rate, we are probably still decades away from the day you find yourself making an appointment with the town's robot physician, Dr. Bleep bleep blurp blurp, or the day when your heart failure is treated with something called a soft robotic device made of silicone and wire rings that slips over your heart like a sock and inflates and contracts to get your heart pumping again. I promise I did not pull that last one from the Repo Men movie. It's a real invention that has been undergoing research for the past few years through a project involving several institutions that include Harvard University and Boston Children's Hospital. I will wait for a future episode to review the Repo Men movie. It's one of my favorites. So those are my three favorite medical robots right now, with a couple other robots thrown in because I couldn't resist. I hope you liked the episode even though my human co-host wasn't in it. If you miss her, and want to hear her voice again before she comes back from exams, you can also check out the interview she gave this week on All Sides with Anne Fisher. To find it, just do a Google search for All Sides with Anne Fisher to get to the show's website, and scroll down to a show called, Music's Power, to aid, in healing, now, this is the part when Terrell usually tells everyone to stay tuned, and then I usually say, please tell the other humans to listen to the podcast so I don't have to go back to my day job. But instead, I will close by saying, please tell the other humans to get more excited about medical robots, so my cousin, Star, who is a smart tissue autonomous robot, will have plenty of chances to show you how good she is at sewing up pig intestines as practice for helping with surgeries on humans. Star is also a real thing that truly, does practice for surgeries by working on pig intestines, but more on that later.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word.
1: For a limited time, Health Science for the rest of us, listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No,
0: no, no, I told you we're not doing that.
1: My apologies store for by
0: Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?